and we are recording. Uh, welcome to Beware of Strangers. This is episode number four. Uh, my name is Gary, and what's your name, man? My name is William. William, thanks for being on the show. I really appreciate you coming on and uh, talking to us. If this is your first time listening to the, the podcast, this is a podcast where we meet random strangers on the internet via chat roulette, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, uh, Omegle, anywhere you can go, uh, Discord, anywhere you can go on and find strangers who are willing to talk to us, uh, we will do that. And thank you for being on the show, man. And um, I usually start off by asking the guests a couple quick questions like, uh, what's your age? Uh, I'm 22. Okay, cool. 22. You're the youngest guest I've had on the show so far. So um, where are you from, man? Uh, I'm from Wisconsin, about central Wisconsin. Central Wisconsin. Okay, that's what's up. Yep. All right, cool. So usually I just start out by asking, um, you know, what, what, what my guest does for a living. What do you do for a living? Uh, so right now I'm a college student who is uh, studying business administration and um, doing sports as well to try and make it as a professional, uh, move into the professional scene uh, nice. as a professional athlete. Sweet, man. That's awesome. So you're taking business. I'm taking business management right now, too. I'm almost finished myself. But yeah, that's awesome. So what when you say you're doing sports to so trying to break into a professional athlete, um, what kind of sports are you into, man? Uh, mixed martial arts, cage fighting. That's okay. kind of what I do. Is that it? Or you do any other sports or what? Uh, I mean, I do jujitsu as well for like supplemental stuff for the cage fighting. But my ultimate goal is to go to the UFC and do it for a living. Right. So you, I mean, of course, naturally you want to get to the UFC. So for now, are you making any money fighting at all? Or have you ever made any money from a fight at all? So how it works is because I'm an amateur fighter right now, uh, we make money based off a commission of ticket sales. So 20% of tickets that get sold for people who want to specifically come see us, we get that cut, which is like, you're going to get maybe a couple hundred dollars at best. Right. So, So, I mean, you have made a couple hundred dollars though. Yeah, I found that uh, I actually make the most money going to the casinos before my fights. I've every time I've won like <laughs> seven hundred bucks. So nice, that's like a good luck thing. Yeah, a lot of people have like little good luck rituals they do. You know what I mean? If it works, man, fuck it. So, well, how many uh, fights have you have you fought? Um, I've had four amateur fights right now. I'm about to have my fifth one here in about two and a half weeks. Okay, so. what's your win loss ratio? Um, win loss ratio right now is one in three. So one win, three losses. We're finding a big issue I've been having is I've been cutting too much weight and dehydrating too much to point right. to where I, uh, when you dehydrate a lot, you just get a glass jaw to where it's like one or two hits and that's all your body can take. Right. Yeah. Cause you're dehydrated and malnourished and all that shit. So when you win, I bet like you're, you're like fucking on top of the world, right? I mean, what's a win feel like? How would you describe uh, it? So my first ever fight, which was the one I was probably the most terrified at because I didn't cut any weight for it. I, I fought at what was the time walking around weight for me. So 155. Um, right now I walk around about 170. So it it was my first fight up in uh, Bufu Nowhere, it's, uh, northern Wisconsin. It was probably the most exciting and like powerful feeling in the world. Right, right. Because you just, you just got into a physical confrontation with like another guy trapped in a cage like animals it's just it, it's a primal thing right so what i mean on the flip side of that what's it take what's what's the l feel like when you just get your ass whooped in front of everybody does it suck i mean i'm sure it sucks but like how do you not let that carry over into the next fight you know what i'm saying yeah so my losses my last two probably hurt more than anything because about a year ago i had an amateur title fight 
So I was fighting for a belt. Like my third fight, I was offered a title fight. And it was against some some hometown kid. Like everyone's rooting for him. I spent the whole round just beating the living tar out of this guy. Like afterwards, he came up and showed me he had like six stitches across his upper lip from just how much I was beating the the, the hell out of him. And uh, he snuck in a punch that I didn't see coming, and it caught me just enough to quick instant flash knockout and and cost me the fight. And that that hurt. Right. It, it hurt my it hurt my pride more than anything else because it was like. I came but, I in mean, with you know, pride, physical pain and pride aside. I mean, that had to suck just because you know, deep down that you should have won that fight. You know what I mean? Yeah. And same with my last one, cut too much weight. One, one hit after I was just beating the tar out of the guy. Yeah. So, so when you genuinely lose though, like, um, I would say that's probably easier to handle. If you're like, you know, this other guy, he outfought me. You know what I mean? Like that, that would probably be easier to accept. Like I simply lost other than like, man, I should have won that. I technically won it. It was a fluke. You know what I mean? That has to suck, dude. Yeah. My first loss, uh, was televised in the Madison area and the guy really did outclass me. He came out there, took me down and on the ground, he was just more technical and I'm still friends with all these guys I fought. Like we're, We message each other on Facebook every so often, but yeah, he, it was, it was pretty hard though. It was a tough, 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 uh, I was getting ready to ask you, like you said, you're still friends with him. That was getting ready to be my next question. Like, do you carry this like lifelong resentment around for these people? You know, it's like, I'm going to fucking kill him one day. (laughs) (laughs) No, a lot of people see that because of UFC. That's a lot of big show. I mean, some guys do. Honestly, uh, the guy I first took my loss to, I love having him on Facebook as a friend because he posts some of the funniest stuff ever. Right. So I'm constantly liking his stuff. Like, this is hilarious. Like, no, no there's no resentment. No resentment. Right on. So um, how'd you get into fighting, man? Um, you know, that's, I'm not entirely sure myself either. Um, I know when I was like early high school, I was trying to figure out what I wanted to do. And I thought cage fighting would be super cool. Never really got into it. Started becoming a game designer and was like, this is what I'm going to do is I'm going to make video games. Hell yeah. Well, about 20 years old, I just turned 20 and I'm like, you know what? Screw this. Let's get like, there's an MMA gym right here in town. Let's get into it. Let's jump in. And I've been, you know, going hard ever since. Hopefully going to go pro in about a year and a half. So you just went to the gym one day and were like, hey, I want to start fighting. And they were like, come on in. Let's start training. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, it's funny because so I'm good friends with my coach. Um we were having uh, dinner and watching fights one day as a team, and we're all talking. He's like, yeah, I didn't think Will would last more than two weeks here because I came in with that air of I want to compete, I want to fight, this is what I want to do. And most guys who come in with that attitude, they don't last long. They leave because they can't right. take it. Right. So were, did you, were you like getting in street fights and shit, like a lot of fights in high school and all that shit, or is this strictly some stuff that's like I just do this in the in the ring? Like have you – you know what I mean? Um, I got into like one fight in middle school and went toe to toe with this guy who was kind of like the school bully in middle school. We never ended up fighting, but other than that, no, I'm, I was actually pretty timid a person. And right now I still, you know, out and about, I avoid, you know, confrontation as much as I can. Cause I'm just, I don't like fighting in the street. I like fighting in a cage, you know? Right. So do you think the fact that you are a timid person, like, um, in, in day to day life, do you think somewhere deep down you're like, man, fuck, I kind of, I hate being this timid person. I want to get in the fucking ring and like rip shit up, man. I want to stop doing that. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. And it, it really has helped boost my confidence to be like, you know what? No, if I see something's messed up, I'm be like, hey, man, knock this off. But I think overall, the thing I like being in the cage most is 
I don't have to worry about anything. I don't have to worry yeah. about bills, school, relationships. Just yeah. there's a guy across from me who wants to beat the hell out of me, and I'm I'm not gonna let him. Right, right on. That's cool, man. That's awesome. So, um, so I'm sure fitness, you know, has to play a major role in this. So, um, when you're training, you you kind of put like your training as your everyday, day to day, like fitness routine, or or tell us about what you do to prepare and stay healthy and stay fit and all that shit. So when I'm not in camp and uh, fight camp is the six weeks leading up to a fight, uh, the way I kind of go about it is every day is fight camp. Every, you know, I try not to take time off of it. So Monday, Monday, Wednesday, Friday morning at 5 a.m. I get up and I get in the gym before 6 a.m. And I'm, I'm doing the workouts, doing the practice. And then Monday through Saturday night, we're running practices. And right now on Tuesdays and Thursday mornings, I'm training with, an Olympic silver medalist in wrestling, um, Dennis Hall, going to oh, his nice. gym and training with him. And, you know, it, it's a good solid 14 to 20 hours a week of just grind and train and grind and train. It, it's my every day, you know? Right. Right on. So that's what's up. So that's cool, man. So, um, other than that, at your, your Instagram profile said something that you do like, um, that you do like, uh, social media marketing. Tell us a little bit about that. What's that entail? So that was something I had been doing since September. It's kind of something I started dabbling in like, Hey, you know, it's a kind of a side hustle, a bit of a gig. And I really, I really started learning something about myself. And that is I'm an awful salesman. Okay. Um, sealing clients and getting clients was borderline impossible for me. I ended up actually talking to the guy I was in business with about three, four days ago saying, Hey man, this isn't really working for me. I'm just going to go right back into just doing school and doing cage fighting and not worrying about it because it, it was taking up all the extra time to where I wasn't seeing, you know, any friends, any family, never really saw my girlfriend. Like yeah. I was starting to become a hermit. It was getting to be too much. So, I mean, what were you doing? Like what kind of marketing just trying to like seal sales for somebody else or what, what were so they selling? It, it was basically freelance stuff. We were contacting a bunch of different businesses in the area saying, Hey man, your Instagram, your Facebook, your advertising, like you're not doing the things you need to do. Um, and I believe in like, we, we can help you get more sales, get more people in the door. Like let us, let us help your marketing section. And yeah, you know, like I said, I learned I'm not a great salesman because most of them were like, nah, no, and it's just, yeah, that happens. They didn't want any part of it. Yeah, no, not from me. It's weird, man. I've noticed like in the, in the world, you know, or in the United States, at least there's like two types of people, like my barber, for instance, he's, he does not use credit cards. He will not get a credit card machine. He will not get a website. He's like, I'm a fucking barber. Why do I need all this? And then there's people who just, you know, try to maximize every single thing they can through the internet. So if somebody's not using the internet, they're probably one of those people's like, fuck the internet, you know? Yeah. It, it really sucks. Cause that causes them to fall behind, you know, it does. We, we spend 90% of our time when any kind of downtime is, we spend it on our phones, on right. Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. It, it, it's just foolish not to advertise on those spaces. Yeah. I, I mean, that's the new billboard. You know, like there was an, an ad I saw of a kid like driving down the street in his mom's car or he was in the backseat. His parents were driving, but he was looking at his phone at some other shit, like a competitor's product. And then the competitor had – or or the main product had their ad on a billboard and the kid was just like looking at the competitor's product on his cell phone while they drive past the billboard. And it's like, fuck billboards basically, you know? 
Oh yeah, and and the nice thing about the uh, digital space when it comes to advertising, so it, you know, it's no secret. Anything you do online is getting collected and stored as information. You know, Facebook, yeah. Instagram, it's no secret. Right. When you advertise online and you do it in a, in a really smart way, you can have directed ads to the most responsive audience possible as to where if you do print or TV media or billboards, it's you're throwing a net in a random spot in the ocean and hoping you're catching some fish instead of going, well, I know there's most likely going to be fish over under this tree over here. I can go cast my net by the tree. Yeah. So, I mean, it sounds like you did learn some shit from your uh, social media marketing days, though. Like, you know, you're throwing out stats and numbers and all this shit. Apparently, you obviously learned that from doing that, correct? Yeah, I learned a ton of stuff from it. Just uh, never learned how to be a good salesman, I guess. <laughs> you think you'll ever, like, turn it over and apply it to marketing yourself as a, an MMA fighter? Yeah, that's one thing I've been thinking about doing because I made a fighter page on Facebook, like, three months ago, four months ago. I've never done anything with it. I'm just kind of yeah. being lazy going, I'd rather focus on becoming Actually better than... fighting, yeah. Yeah, and... uh you know, it, it sucks because as a fighter, you do need to have a brand because that's what determines how well you get paid in the pro scene. Because the more tickets you sell, the more likely a promoter is going to be like, you're the main event. We're going to give you 20, 30, 40, 50 grand, you know, before you get to the UFC where it's your minimum getting 50 grand if you're on the main card. Then they're paying you fight pay, you know. You really got to build that brand and get that popularity. And that's one reason why Khabib Nurmagomedov came out of – virtually nowhere when he fought Connors because no one knew about him. Right. Yeah. So you, do you ever do, have you, have you spent any money on like um, Facebook ads or anything like that? Yeah. So the gym I train at my coach, uh, he asked if I could do some of that for him. So, you know, he entered his information. We, I've been running ads for him for gosh, probably two months now. And we've seen, four, five, six more signups than usual. So it, okay. it works. So you say, would you, you would say that that's an effective route to take? Cause I've been considering, you know, doing it for the pod, man. Like, um, I deleted my personal Facebook a while back, but I thought about firing it back up and kind of spamming, uh, spamming Facebook and, and putting out, maybe just spending like 50 to a hundred bucks on ads and seeing how far that gets me. How, uh, what kind of price are we looking at on the, on the Facebook stuff? just for anybody else who may be listening as well. So the way Facebook advertising works, I'm going to give you a little bit of the details is there are two ways to pay for it. It's pay per impression or pay per click. So if you're going to be casting a super huge net and you think a lot of people are going to be clicking, 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 like you think you really got the demographic down, you're going to want to pay more per impression because then your cost per those clicks goes down to virtually nothing. Uh, before you launch an ad campaign, you really want to have the demographic you want. You, you want that solid knowing that it's going to be a really responsive demographic. But I think for him, we have it set to $3 a day. Oh, nice. So we kept it kind of cheap because it was a local advertisement. So you don't want to be spending, you know, 50 bucks a day on a local advertisement because people are just going to end up seeing it four times in a day. It's, it's right. going to be... As to where a podcast would be more online, I would probably amp it up to maybe like five, ten dollars a day and set the demographic towards more countries that are more likely to respond to it. Like America would be a really good one. Yeah. What all what all demographics can you select when you're choosing your um, audience or whatever? So a good way to go through it is you're gonna need a Facebook business account. Okay. And you can select age, location, uh, gender. Then you can also select their different interests and behaviors. So like if you were to try and market something towards me, you'd pick something like 
fitness or mixed martial arts or right. uh, healthy dieting because those are the things I look for. Right. And that would be kind of how my demographics work. Um, and so where you're doing podcasts, you select people who are like podcasts, um, talking. I'd have to look at what all the interests are. Right, right. You kind of get what I'm saying, right? Yeah, I get what you're saying. I just didn't know what all sections they broke it down to on demographics because I know that Facebook collects a lot of data. Um, from us and i know that data is used for this very reason you know what i mean but we're actually on a um we're on the social media marketing chapter in this marketing class that i'm taking right now so i'm like it's crazy man because all this shit's going like hand in hand with what i'm actually doing in life so i've never been this like interested in um a tentative and shit in class you know what i mean i'm like sitting there listening actually learning shit that i'm actually going to apply to my actual life it's pretty fucking cool uh, but yeah, I, I didn't know how the Facebook thing worked. I did know that you could do it, but I didn't know what all demographic sections and, and all that shit that they had available for you. But yeah, so I'm, I'm, I'm planning on like researching, like, you know, what age of people, you know, researching the demographic and then, and then targeting them on my ad campaign. Oh yeah, of course. But and I'm not trying to spend a shit ton of money cause I'm making $0 from my podcast. So exactly. We'll you gotta, you gotta lay that foundation first. Yeah, um, we'll see what happens. One of the big things we learned uh, with some of the online courses I've taken in social media marketing is, and it sounds a little like, wow, why would you do that? But you got to look at what your competitors are doing as well. So like for an interview type podcast, you'd, I would say you'd want to look at stuff like Joe Rogan, H3H3, all these different interview style podcasts that are really popular. And I would see what kind of tags they're using, what kind of... Um, kind of audience are they advertising to and kind of it's good to use as a template kind of style format right right yeah right now i'm doing like some uh some spamming by thumb and, and it's it's getting old i actually bought an instagram bot uh the other day and now i have it spamming for me but um it's actually been shut down twice because i guess they're like man you there's no way you're awake 24 hours pressing like and dropping comments so um, every now and then it'll get frozen up. So I'm, I'm trying to figure a way around it. We'll get there, you know, but for yeah. now it's, 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 it's doing pretty cool. So man, a lot of, uh, a lot of students when they work, uh, or when they go to school, they do stuff on the side, like, um, you know, bag groceries or flip burgers or something. You're not doing anything like that. You're just fighting and going to class. Yeah. I mean, between class and homework, I, I don't really have a whole lot of time to pick up, um, side jobs too much and bio life isn't really an option because right. of the hard training uh what i kind of did to just kind of get me by and it's really ill-advised like i'm taking a i'm taking a risk and a bet is uh i pull out extra in loans to pay for the semester yeah yeah to pay for my rent my food all that stuff and and the reason that's such a risk and a bet is i'm betting on the fact that i will make it in the professional scene and make it to at the very minimum Bellator or one FC or one of those decently sized fight promotions. That's what I'm banking everything on. Man. I think if you, if you really believed in yourself, you would just fucking drop out and start fighting, dude. Yeah, I, I would. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Dude. No, I trust, it trust me. I've <laughs> thought about it before. And if I had a way to pay loans off and like actually start making the payments, I a hundred percent would. That's yeah. the only reason I haven't. Well, you never know, man. You might, uh, you know, don't want to, I don't want to say anything bad and jinx it, but you never know. I would, I would, it's always good to have a backup. I would make my, uh, you said business administration, right? Yep. 
Yeah, I would make that my backup plan. It's always good to have a good backup plan. Oh, for sure it is. I know um, right now our plan is for fighting-wise, because my girlfriend is a natural resources major, so she'll probably be heading out west uh, once she graduates here in May. Nice. I've got another two years, year or two left. We're thinking once I go professional, because right now our gym is mostly amateur fighters with maybe one or two pro-level fighters. Um, we're thinking about heading down to the Colorado area, and they got a gym that we're affiliated with, uh, Dwayne Ludwig, his gym, where you know TJ Dillashaw and a bunch of other high-level pro fighters train at. I'm going to try to get in there once, you know, shortly after going professional. Nice. That that be what's up, man. Um, so yeah, man. Just are you? So you're planning on going out to Cali? It's going to be cool if you blow up one day and you're where, like watching you on, on UFC and shit, man. We pay a hundred bucks to watch a fight. And I'm going to be like, man, I had that guy on my fucking podcast one time, dude. <laughs> yeah, that would. Hey, you'd, you'd have beaten every other podcasting, you know, place out there with having you. You could say you were the OG. Right, right on. But yeah, sure. man. So what's uh, what, other than fighting and going to school, man, what kind of shit do you do for fun? You said you were a video game designer. So obviously you like to play video games, right? Yeah, uh, I'm playing video games. I actually just rented because uh, I'm I'm on the side, kind of designing a game every you know other weekend. I pick it up for a little bit and work on it a bit. It's gonna take a while, but I right. picked up Doom, started playing that again to kind of get a feel because I'm trying to make a fast-paced shooter that just makes you feel like a badass. Yeah, that's so, Doom in a nutshell. Essentially, yeah, I'm <laughs> trying to trying to do all the things that Doom did good and none of the things that did bad, in my opinion. But right. You know, who knows? I, I just try to have fun and enjoy each day and kind of manage a lot of what I do have by uh, scheduling everything out. Right, right. So what's your game you're working on? Um, how, how are you coding it? Like Python or are you just doing like, are you coding um, it yourself or just like working on the concepts and ideas and going to pass it along to someone else or what? So uh, I'm taking the really, really casual route of it. So Unreal Engine 4. Uh, have you ever heard of that engine? Oh yeah, they make yeah they make a ton of games. Um, they have this thing called Visual Blueprint Scripting. It's basically Baby's first coding program in the right. sense of Fisher how... Price, my first coder. Exactly. It's not you don't type any actual lines of code. It's like here's a node that will activate once you know the level loads in, and you draw a line. You say I want it to do this and this and this, and it's simple to use, but can be turned very complex very quick. Right. So it it's really nice. But yeah, it's baby's first coding, man. Is it free? <laughs> is it free yes. to download? Oh, nice. nice. Unreal Engine 4 is completely free to download. And they have a really nice marketplace for artwork because I suck as an artist. So. Right, right. <laughs> Can't do it all, man. So oh, no. Cool. So do you do you hope to, if, if you know, I hope, I hope you blow up in UFC, man. I got faith in you. But if something were to happen where you wouldn't, is, is your backup plan to be a video game designer still or do you pretty much just like think you'll go work for someone else or what so my ultimate goal in life is to be happy with my work no matter what it is and to have it be work i enjoy whether either way i'm going to continue martial arts whether i blow up in ufc or not and one right. day you know i hope to open up a martial arts academy of my own um outside of that i would love to run a game design studio because I, I love the management side of it where it's like, okay, here's our project layout. Here's our mechanics. Let's delegate these tasks so we can make an awesome game and, and right. really, really blow something up, you know? 
Yeah. So speaking of gaming, man, um, I'll give you a chance here in a minute to, to throw out some plugs. But for now, do you want to throw out like uh, any gamer tags or anything? Steam names, Xbox, PS, PS, whatever. You know what I mean? Uh, I play on Steam, I guess. Hit me up. I think my name is Diddles, I'm pretty sure, because I love King Dedede. And, you know, one one drunken night of Smash Bros. later, that's how that nickname came. Uh, so, yeah, it's about the only one on Steam. I don't really play any other consoles too much besides uh, Switch, but I don't have internet for that. So. <laughs> All right, sweet. What games are you playing on the Switch, man? Uh, Smash Bros., of course, um, because it just came out and, like, I'm crazy about it. Uh, I played a little bit of Darkest Dungeon because it's just, uh, it's just the game's so cool and so much fun. It's like a dark, I don't know if you ever heard of it. Yeah, I've heard of it. I've seen it on, on my Switch marketplace and shit, trying to sell it to me. Yeah, it's like an eldritch themed, like Cthulhu Lovecraftian horror game. It's like strategy based. It's so much fun. So you said when you hit me up, you were like, hey, man, I'd like to be on the show. I think I could, uh, you know, I, I know a lot about how to balance work and life and stuff. So so tell us about that, man. What kind of uh, what are you doing to balance your work and life and all that stuff? How do you schedule your time and all that? So first and foremost, you need to decide what things are vitally important to you and what aren't as important. And then you need to, uh, you need to incorporate so much self-discipline. So like me, for example, going out partying like that. Yeah. I'd love to do that. I would love to hang out with my friends, but you know, I've got morning practice, evening practice. And if you know, going to the UFC is important to me, if that is something I really want to do, I have to stay as disciplined as I can and I need to go to those and schedule that time in. My classes are all, like I have a I have a schedule sheet and like a to-do list and every day I check the to-do list and I check my schedule sheet and anytime I have open I fill up with the to-do list so I get that out of the way so I never have to cram last second. Nice. And it kind of got to the point to where my another part of it is if you're going to have a relationship with something like this you need to have a partner who is extremely understanding i can't give praise to my girlfriend enough for that for never once complaining about me going to the gym or having to do homework or any of that because she no really she really just gets whatever free time i have left after all said and done it's it's right he, here's what's left you get you know whatever scraps i'm not busy being you know right hey. yeah you're right man like a um a supportive supportive woman is very important shout out to my fiance hannah by the way um she supports all my hair brain schemes and fucking endeavors and all this nonsense you know what i mean <laughs> oh no i'm the same way man same so it way. sounds like you're busy as fuck so you don't have time to do the typical uh, i mean plus it's bad for your health like you you don't have time to do the typical college kid like you know experiment with drugs and and drinking and partying and all that shit right nope i i, I almost never go out to bars okay okay I, that's good man so um so i always ask my guests here too we're about running out of time but i do always ask my guests what's your um race religion and your sexual orientation uh so i'm a white guy who's a follower of the tao so a taoist um and yeah i'm straight just you know living life Okay, so let's let's rewind. And you said Taoist. I've never heard of that one. Yeah, so it's a religion um, similar to kind of like Buddhism and the more spiritual ones, where we don't exactly follow any given deity, but we follow a sort of inner kind of understanding of how the universe works and how life in general works. Right. So it, it's under and it's understanding that there's like no good and bad. It's it's just opposites. Right, right. So, so where did this this particular religion originate? Do you know anything about the roots or anything? Or 
Uh, so when I was younger, I was kind of delving into the different uh, theistic religions in uh-huh. which I was I was going to church at that time. And uh, long story short, my pastor at the time basically told me, don't come back to the church. Wow. That, that really turned me away from like all theistic worshiping style Abrahamic religions. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to take a look at the Eastern religions because those seem pretty cool. And I found Taoism works the best for me. So you know, live and let live. Right. There you go, man. So you just, how, how'd you discover it? You were just looking on the internet reading, you're like different religions. I mean, did you Google it or what? Uh, it started with, I picked up a book on Buddhism uh-huh. and as I was reading through it, I'm like, holy cow, man, this is so strict. Like I, I, there's no way I could achieve this like yeah. without enjoying my life still. And then I kind of <laughs> started looking into more Zen Buddhism and, and Taoism. Cause you know, I was talking to guys in college who, they just smoked a lot of pot and meditated all the time. So I'm like, hey, man, what, what are you doing? He's like, oh, meditating, you know, Taoism. So I picked it up from there. there did some research. So did you ever dabble with the with the pot yourself or not really or what? Oh, God, dude. High school, I was – high school and early college, my 18, 19, I was a massive stoner. Like I – it was I, – I would – basically the plan was I hated homework. So we'd yeah. get together. We'd, you know, smoke a lot. And then I would just go do my calc or game design homework, and I would just be like, yeah, this sucks. I'm just going to get stoned to get through it. <laughs> okay, so you don't smoke now, though, right? No, I got to, you know, I'm not against it, but, man, my lungs, I got to keep them. Right, right. Yeah, you can't be in the ring, like, wheezing and shit. Yeah, but yeah, man. Puffing. Yeah, man. So that, thank you for being on the show. We, we're, we're out of time, man. It's 30, 31 awesome. minutes here. But um, awesome. is there anything thank- you want to um, – you know, say or or throw out your plugs or anything like that before we end this? I'd like to just say uh, thank you for having me. And uh, I guess my biggest plug is if any of y'all are in Wisconsin or in the uh, central Wisconsin area, come check out Pure FC 13 on March 9th. Come watch me uh, kick some dude's butt on uh, in Stevens Point. Oh, no. can, can we watch online anywhere? Uh, I don't know if they'll be having a tape online. If they do, um, I'll – I'm kind of against posting my own tapes just because my opponents yeah. will study them like hawks. Right, but, right. But um, yeah, I mean, I can see if they have anywhere online, but I don't think so. It's a low key event. Right on. And um, I'm just gonna throw this out there: if you want to ask a, the next guest any questions, or um, if you want to be on the show, you can always hit us up on social media at Beware of Strange on Twitter and at Beware of Strange on Instagram as well. And um, that's it, man. We're gonna wrap it up, man. I appreciate you being on the show. Thank you very much, yeah, and you have a good day. Me. Yes, man. Right. See you. Yep. See you.